Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. All right. (laughs) Welcome to Think Again, our topical discussion program sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Western New York, still fighting the war on poverty, now in our 54th year. Uh, Excuse me. Ooh, excuse me. Each week we talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and the Western New York community, and in fact, connecting to communities all across the country. I'm your host, L. Nathan Hare, President and CEO of the Community Action Organization. Make us a part of your Saturday every Saturday at ESPN 1520 AM on your dial from 11 o'clock to 12 noon each week. Now, today's program is live, so you can call in and join our discussion. I hope that you will. Our number here again is 803-1520. That's 803-1520. And, of course, there's always drama going on uh, on the watch of this president. In fact, I'll be so happy if we can just turn the page and go to a no-drama president. Um, But I want to ask this question of us as a public. How should Americans respond when they see revealed to them a lawless, woefully dishonest and immoral president? I just want to throw three quick things out at you and then we'll kind of get uh, into the rest of our, our program. The first is punishing sick children to intimidate people from seeking asylum in the United States. The Trump administration has reportedly ended the medical uh, uh, the medical def- uh, deferral program or action program, a deferred action program that allowed immigrants with serious illnesses to temporarily remain in the United States uh, so that they can get treatment for uh, those illnesses that they could not get in their home countries. The Trump administration didn't even bother to tell the public about the change. They simply sent letters to the immigrant households telling them to leave the country within 33 days. You judge a human being by what they do rather than who, who or what <clears throat> they say they are. Terrorizing sick children with cancer, cystic fibrosis, HIV, and other illnesses who are literally fighting for their lives is a new low, even for the character of the Trump administration. Second, using the power of his office to intimidate public servants from investigating him, from doing their jobs. The Trump Justice Department is bringing charges against FBI investigators, tried to bring charges against former uh, director of the FBI, James Comey. They didn't uh, ultimately bring the charges, but they did lacerate him in public uh, for uh, uh, apparently uh, revealing through the uh, notes that he, the memos that he had written to himself about his interactions with with Donald Trump, he revealed this information to one of his friends, who then leaked that information to the public that uh, Donald Trump had tried to get uh, James Comey not to investigate or pursue uh, the investigation of Michael Flynn, uh, his former national security uh, advisor. Attorney General William Barr is underway right now, attempting to belittle the investigation into Trump and his, his associates by trumping, trumping excuse the, the, the pun, 
uh, trumping up investigations into the Justice Department investigators who looked into the implications of the contacts between Trump, his associates, and a myriad of Russian and Russian-connected individuals. Throughout the entire Robert Mueller investigations, Trump and his surrogates screamed about deep state conspiracies against him, which they then elevated to calls to investigate the investigators. And now this Attorney General William Barr is fulfilling those demands. John Mar- Josh Marshall of Talking Points magazine put it this way. If there was a deep state conspiracy against Donald Trump within the FBI, they would have most certainly exposed the fact that his campaign was under investigation for conspiring with the Russians long before the November 2016 elections. That information would have been out there in June or July, and it would have completely changed the course of the election. But they didn't do that. So they clearly were not in the bag for Mrs. Clinton and against Donald Trump. This is the Attorney General William Barr conducting a cover-up in plain sight. Let me just get to some real quick fundamentals. I think we got about, yeah, about four minutes. I want us to understand a basic tenet. You don't have to have committed a formal crime to be impeached. I took this information from an article by Gene Haley, writing for Newsweek magazine. Essentially, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi is asserting that when and if Trump breaks the law, that is when something like impeachment would come up. Many Republican apologists for Donald Trump and Democrats who fear losing the votes of conservative-oriented Democrats won't vote for impeachment unless it can be proven beyond a reasonable doubt that Trump has broken one or more laws in the country's penal code. Impeachable offenses aren't limited to just crimes. The major disagreement is not over whether impeachable offenses should be strictly limited to indictable crimes, but whether, but, but rather over the range of non-indictable offenses on which an impeachment may be based. This is according to constitutional scholars, uh, Harvard Law School's Cass uh, Sunstein and University of North Carolina professor Michael Gerhardt. The impeachment protocol is structured like a criminal proceeding in that uh, charges are brought before the House of Representatives who may vote articles of impeachment similar to an indictment. The case against the president is then tried before uh, the Senate or any other uh, federal official would be tried before the Senate. But high crimes and misdemeanors is a term of art in British impeachment proceedings uh, for centuries before the framers of our Constitution adopted this terminology of high crimes and misdemeanors. It was understood to reach a wide range of offenses that, whether or not criminal in nature, indicated behavior incompatible with the nature of the office. Former President James Madison, one of our famous Federalist papers, founders, writers, and so on that we keep hearing about uh, from folks who call into the program as if this is what should structure how we interpret the Constitution. Well, James Madison said specifically, (coughs) excuse me, incapacity, negligence, or perfidy on the part of the president, categories of conduct dangerous to the public, only some of which will also constitute crimes. That's what was meant 
uh, but what he meant by high crimes and misdemeanors. The constitutional penalties for impeachable offenses shall not extend further than to remove uh, the person from office and possible disqualification from future uh, office holding. I got a second there, just a couple seconds. Criminality wasn't an issue in the first impeachment to result in the removal of a federal officer. The 1804 case of District Court Judge John Pickering uh, comes to mind. Pickering's offense was showing up uh, at work drunk and ranting like a maniac in court. Uh, he'd revealed himself to be a man of loose morals and intemperate habits, guilty of high crime, high misdemeanors, disgraceful to his own character as a judge. That's what got him impeached. In fact, over the entire uh, constitutional history of this country, fewer than one third of the impeachments approved by the House has specifically invoked a criminal statute. What's been far more common are allegations that the officer has violated his duties or his oath or seriously undermined public confidence in his ability to perform his functions. It would it would also be impeachable under James Madison's framing, uh, suggesting that the, at the uh, Virginia ratifying convention, if the president be connected in any suspicious manner with any person and there be grounds to believe that the president would shelter that person, the House of Representatives can't impeach him and he can be removed if found guilty. That's how we need to understand this issue about uh, impeachment. Let me get Tony on and we'll get started with our program and see what his thoughts are. Tony, how are you doing out there? Well, I'm fearful for my life with this president still in office. I told you last week that he was, that, that he should not have control of the football, didn't I? Yep. And here's the thing. How many ways can this administration try to kill us? Take away the car emissions that were standards under Obama. Mm-hmm. Air quality now is going to be taken away when methane gases are let to loose into the into the air. I you know I'm sure there are people with COPD and other things that like I you know I've got a ton of allergies that will be affected by this. Of course, children children with life threatening to death issues. That was you brought out with the 33-day thing. Well, the the thing is, is that the 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 one girl was brought into this country. The, I, I can't even pronounce the disease that was she was. No, it, it takes about 26 letters to say that. Right, right. But she was brought here by the institution, the Boston Hospital to go through the protocol so that they could develop health. How about taking away the trees in Alaska, in the in the Tungus area? Mm-hmm. That's all going to be gone. Uh, we, whatever President Obama did to save the forest and our, our, our air, this man wants to take away. If it had anything to do with Obama, we knew that he would do this. In that's, fact, you don't have to theory. worry about wh- where his policy, you know, orient- orientation is. Just go through Obama's record and everything that Obama did. This Donald he's Trump, he's doing everything in his power to undo it. Yeah, the man that I also hate the most, and not hate, but dislike the most, is Peter Miller. Mm-hmm. He's the architect of ninety percent of all these, pro- St- all St- these St- things. Stephen Miller. 
uh, Stephen Miller. Right. He's the architect of almost all of these policies, yep. especially on immigration. And he's and a I young think, guy. He's a young guy. I think he's like 32 or 33 years 33. old. 33. Th- 33 years old. And his, I think on his mother's side, his grandfather on his mother's side was a Russian uh, immigrant. immigrant. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, Trump's goal is to make the United States of America a third world country eventually. Mm. That's my opinion. Look at the laws he's passing. Look at the, look at what he's doing to, to this country economic, with, uh, economically. Where, where is the economic uh, benefit to the middle class that was promised? See, I, I don't think that. he. I don't think his goal is to turn us into a, a, a third world country. I think that the way I mean, that I just I, think that. Excuse, excuse me. I meant third world country in terms of norms and laws. Yes. Because what Trump wants is he wants to rule us the same way that he sees these countries ruled by Papa Doc Duvalier type of uh, dictators. Well, think about it. Why did he cancel his trip, really, to go to Poland? Kessler didn't want him to go to Poland. Who? Who didn't want him to go to Poland? Who? Putin. Oh, Putin, of course. Right. Of course. Right. I, I mean... I, I, during his, after he was the prime minister, I met Lepkowaza up here in Buffalo at St. Stanislaus Church. And I shook his hand and thanked him for the people of, of our country that donated to the Polish people. They are now in terms of having a dictator. Yep. The guy is a dictator. Now, this what you said about impeachment is interesting. But what you forgot to say was, in October of 2016... Obama brought together all these people from the different agencies that knew about the Russian, uh, the Russia uh, influence in this election and connection to Trump. Mm-hmm. He asked for a joint statement, and guess who would refuse to get Mitt, I'll agree Mitt, to that? Mitch McConnell, Mitt, under Mitt, no uh, circumstances. Moscow right. Mitch. Yep. Moscow Mitch. Why? I'm upset with the Democrats today because I thought I was sitting outside and thinking, what do, last night I'm listening to Salini from one of the committees, and they got to get more interviews and proof. The whole proof is in the obstruction of justice part two of the Mueller report. They don't need anything else. That's right. all there. Right. That, what that's they, the what core they of anything it. Else? They got all the statements. All of the statements in the Mueller report were taken under oath. May, 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 the, the, his lawyers, McGahn, and all those people swore under oath to the statements they made. We don't need no more. We don't need any more interviews. We need action. I'm sick of this. It's driving me up the wall. You either impeach him or you don't. You don't play games like this. You impeach him. You gotta impeach this man. That's my opinion. I agree. I think that uh, Nancy Pelosi, she, you know, I, she, I give her all the credit in the world for what she's accomplished uh, in her life. But I think that she's turned this thing into a political strategy thing, as opposed to a what's right and what's wrong kind of a thing. This man well, should be yeah. impeached because it's what he has done and what he continues to do is to erode the credibility of the United States as a country because everything this man says is either a lie or if it's true, he uses the truth to be able to convey something that is a lie. Yeah. 
you may not know this, but there was an emolument case that went up to the appellate division, guess or to the courts. And guess what the court ruled? Hmm. That the people bringing the case didn't have any standing. Oh, right. Right. They didn't have standing. So they never ruled but, on the emollients issue itself. No, right. No, never. But guess what? Didn't this week the president, when he was in uh, France there for that meeting, state that he wanted to be, to give his golf course Doral to become the G7 the G- meeting? Right, place? exactly. Well, so, what is that? What is so, that called? So, so you're going to have seven other nations plus other, uh, other invitees. They're going to come and they're going to pay, you know, whatever $100,000 to Donald Trump. And let's not forget that uh, William Barr, you know, to curry favor with this president, you know, he says, well, you know, I got a party I need to do. Uh, I'll do it over at your golf club and I'll pay you 30000 plus, you know, uh, to, to, to his boss. I mean, well, just the, just the conflict of interest, the conflicts of interest are so apparent why right. these things do not jump out where somebody says you can't do this. I, well, I just they don't have, understand. but they're getting shot down by the court. Yep. That's the problem. This president, I've never seen a president in my lifetime who has been able to take and control the Justice Department and control the Senate with two Mitch, Moscow Mitch. Do you realize that when the Secret Service or any of his entourage goes to that Marlboro place or to the golf course, mm-hmm. they have to pay for the golf carts. They have to pay for any food or drink they get. Yep. They have to pay for everything. Yep. There's nothing that they don't, that is all part of a budget that they pay out of. In other words, somebody's making money. And the reality I mean, is that the uh, uh, the Mar-a-Lago Resort has actually been losing money uh, over the right. last two or three years. Uh, you know, I don't think his kids are that good at managing. You know, the, uh, the property, the people that they're that are the stewards of the property, aren't that good at managing the flow of the business, and it's just losing money. So Trump is actually using his office to create uh, market for his own goods and and and, and, and products. Well, well, a comedian last night I guess he said on TV that there were five impeachable offenses that the president uh, committed while he was in France. Five. Mm. Mm. There's five. Go look at it. And that's what just that's just while he was in France. <laughs> that, well, yeah. Well, what do you think he was talking about behind everybody's back? Getting Putin back into the G8. Yep. The same same Putin. The same Putin who is expanding his invasion of uh, the uh, uh, not just Crimea but also that western province of uh, 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 not to Ukraine, uh, Soviet Georgia. Georgia Uh, was not Soviet anymore, but Georgia, Georgia, right? Yeah, Georgia's on my mind. Yeah, I think it's (laughs) I think it's South Georgia is the uh, name of it. All right, yeah. Tony, I got to run. I got to get a, a, a break in, then we're going to get Rambo Jim on. Appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you in a little bit. So if you all stick with us, we will see you on the side of the break here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly H 
IRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Hey, Wing fans, how about one last summer fling? This Saturday and Sunday at Salem Field, it's the National Buffalo Wing Festival. Gates open at noon both days. Choose from 100 styles of wings and wash them down with some local craft beers. Wing it in style with the VIP party deck tickets, crazy contests, and live music. And catch world champion Joey Chestnut try to break his chicken wing eating world record. More info at buffalowing.com. Sponsored by Marie's Blue Cheese, Uville College, and Frank's Red Hot. Hey, Buffalo, I'm going to get my perks. My perks. At mybuffaloperks.com. What's better than a burger? How about 30? That's how many varieties they serve up at Bourbon and Burger Company in Batavia. Right now, get a $20 voucher for $10 to use at Bourbon and Burger Company. It's today's deal of the day. Details at mybuffaloperks.com. I'm going to get my perks. My perks. At mybuffaloperks.com. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. Donald Trump, because he has a fundamental need to be all powerful and all loved, can't stand challenges. And the nature of democracy is that it challenges people. We have more than one opinion. So the more it was predictable that it, once he got into a position where people would challenge him, there are two parties, uh, he would become more unhinged. In the uh, interview today, for example, on the uh, South Lawn of the White House, he showed that. As you watched him respond to people, the more they challenged him, the more uh, he ranted. He stopped responding to the questions, and instead he started to talk about how people were uh, agents of fake, fake news. He, uh, he said that uh, they would um, go out of business soon, basically that they would die, uh, that uh, NBC and, um, um, and the New York Times would be dead within six years. This is the same kind of thing that he did when he was a candidate and when he suggested that someone protesting at his campaign uh, rally be taken out and beaten up. He can't stand anything that disagrees with him, and the more you challenge him, the more unhinged he becomes, the more paranoid, and um, the more violent, potentially. Uh, 
Uh, today, he's saying that uh, the reason he's canceling his trip to Denmark uh, is that the prime minister used the word absurd uh, to describe Donald Trump's idea. And he kept saying uh, repeatedly in that uh, to talk to reporters you're talking about today, repeatedly saying that was such a nasty word, it was such a bad word to use, the word absurd. I want to I hold that in our minds when we consider Donald Trump's relationship to Kim Jong-un who he used to call Rocket Man. That's what Donald Trump used to call him. And at the same time that he was calling him Rocket Man, Kim Jong-un was calling him the mentally deranged U.S. dotard. Uh, and, and then eventually, after all of that, doctor, uh, Donald Trump then eventually turned into the guy who loves Kim Jong-un. Let's, let's listen to that part of it. And then we fell in love. Okay? No, really. He wrote me beautiful letters. And they're great letters. We fell in love. What are we seeing in all of that? He cancels a trip because of the word absurd. The guy who calls him uh, a mentally deranged U.S. dotard is someone he then eventually falls in love with? Well, he, he doesn't really love anyone except himself. Uh, that's not a, a slur. That's a psychological fact. People like him are about him. And we see this not only with the North Korean leader, but with all the people he surrounded himself uh, for most of his life who are now uh, recognized as criminals. As long as they stay loyal to him, he loves them. As soon as they challenge him, as soon as they disagree, then they're terrible people, which he has said about each of these folks. So, uh, of course, it means nothing. He never loved him. He only used him. And if he's not useful to him, then he stops loving him. That's part of the essential emptiness of Donald Trump. He doesn't have real uh, relationships with people. Maybe his personal family, we don't know about that. But you can see that he uh, discards anyone who doesn't fit his personal needs, which makes him uh, 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 unable to uh, really relate to uh, our allies as well as our enemies. And doctor, we need your analysis of a president who stands up and compares himself to a king, refers to himself as king of the Jews, uh, refers to himself in a godlike way, uh, turns to the heavens today and calls himself uh, a, the chosen one. What is that? Well, it's obviously grandiosity, but I, I want to make clear that there are a lot of grandiose people. There are a lot of people who are narcissistic. Donald Trump goes way beyond that. There is a fundamental way in which, as I said, he's empty. There is something fundamentally different about him from normal people. There is, there's a, it's, it's a psychotic-like state. The more you press him, the more you see how disorganized and empty he is, the more he flies into a disorganized rage. So, uh, yeah. And by the way, in terms of being God, he also made several what you might call Freudian slips during the interview today. He kept mixing up who he was and who the country was. He said, I have the best economy. I, not the country. I defeated the caliphate. It's not just a, a slip of the tongue. He really doesn't get it. He thinks of himself as a dictator, and it's all him. And no one else really matters. Dr. Lance Dotis, thank you for joining us. All right. So just wanted to play that out just to give, you know, some uh, so sort of pretextual context, you know, to our to our discussions. I got Rambo Jim on. I just wanted you to to react a little bit, if you can, to yeah, what you I'll just react. heard. No 
problem. We, we, we have a president who understands who it is in this country that actually does the fighting. You and Tony and the rest of you left-wingers, you got nobody in your family that ever goes down to the recruiting station. Let me tell you a true wait, story. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, how, how, can, how can you make that statement? I can really how can you make, make that statement, statement when I am the son? I buried my father in a military uh, uh, burial. I buried my uncle in a military burial. I buried my second uncle in a military burial. I, bu- I buried my cousin in a military burial. Well, what are you telling me about what my family did or did wait, not do? Wait, right, Nathan, in fact, Nathan, I'm pretty sure I have more family. people in my family right, that I have buried that I have buried family. than you have in your family that, that, that right, you've buried. I tell you about my family. <laughs> so we're not going to sit here and, and, and have a Bobby. we're not going to sit here. And, let, let's not let's not deteriorate into no, no, a, a match over who has the most people that died in their country. Just don't make any assertions that because somebody is progressive that nobody in their family fought for this country. That's patently untrue. There are just as many, if not more, people who have fought for this country who are progressives as there are people who are conservatives. Uh, Nathan, my mother's cousin Bobby died from Agent Orange. I met my mother's uncle one time when I was 10 years old. He had fought How does that War change I. what I just said and what you Nathan, said? Nathan, you are asserting you, some other, some you are but Tony, you are asserting that y- 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 I'm sorry, uh, uh, Rambo, you are asserting that because you're a conservative or whatever you consider yourself to be, that you're an ultra patriot and that you're the only kind of people that fought for this country. I'm demonstrating to you that the people that you don't think of, and of course your 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 homeboy, the guy that you have championed as your champion, he refused to serve when it, when the opportunity presented itself for him to serve, he claimed he had bone spurs. He can't even tell you which foot he had the bone spurs on. He is However, a completely Nathan, now that he's president, he's done a good job of keeping us out of wars. <laughs> he's pulling us out of Afghanistan, which, by the way, is the longest war in the history of America. We have I not been you know we have not been at war in Afghanistan ever. There's not been a single day that we have been at war in Afghanistan. We did not declare war on Afghanistan. Afghanistan as a country did not attack the United States. Some people who were Saudi Arabians rented some land from some warlords among the Taliban in the mountain country of Afghanistan. The United States went and attacked those people because they were the ones that mounted the 9-11 attack on the United States. And the United States then went further and attacked Afghanistan as a country, even though Afghanistan as a country did not attack the United States. That is a military conflict initiated by the United States. We have never been to war with well, Afghanistan. we've never been to war, but I'll tell you what. Why don't you tell the mothers of the boys whose sons came home in Afghanistan in body bags? Thank you. And I do want to remind you, Tony, who was on before you, Tony served for several years in the U.S. Armed Forces. So he's a progressive, a progressive-minded person. He's deranged. Well, I don't know why he's got to be deranged, and then you don't call other people uh, uh, deranged. Some people could say that about you in the way that you're talking. Let me ask you a a question, Jim. Jim, let me ask you a question before we get done. Your president, not your president, our president asserted uh, that that he was the chosen one, and in fact, 
some right wing uh, Israelis uh, responding to their, you know, whatever it is they feel about Donald Trump, they refer to him as the second coming. Now, A, as a Christian, you can't possibly believe that Donald Trump is the second coming of anything. B, if you're a Jew, you couldn't possibly believe in a second coming because, <coughs> excuse me, you don't, you don't believe that there was a first coming. He is the most pro-Israel president in the history of the United States. Every time States I ask you a question, you always respond by saying something that A, is not true, and B, has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm he saying to you that Donald Trump, Donald Trump has asserted himself. You just heard it on the tape. Uh, that was uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Lance Dodds from Harvard University's uh, 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 medical, medical school, who you heard diagnosing Donald Trump. And he, he repeated to you what Donald Trump said about himself. Not what he said about Donald Trump, what Donald Trump said about himself. He said that he was the chosen one. He uh, said, Nathan, why don't we talk about what this is really about? No, what, 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 what are we really talking about? We're talking about a man. Really we're talking. About. I, what I'm talking about is a man who appears to be not only narcissistic but pathologically nar- narcissistic. Before who Trump is, came along, who you is, guys, who, you and Tony and your your pals, you decided that the new world order was a foregone conclusion. Trump came along, threw a monkey wrench into it, and you and you can't handle it. What does that have to do with this man being oh, a pathological liar? It's got everything to do so with it's, it. So, so for, from your point of view, it's okay for him to be a pathological liar. It's okay for him to be a pathological narcissist. It's okay for him to see himself as being the doer of, of everything in the United States as opposed to the person who just happened to be in the administration when, when things occur. It's, it's your opinion that uh, this individual has open license to present himself as if he's the king of the United States, that's okay to you. That's what you're saying to me? I, that I, all I of that care, is fine? I don't care what he says. It's, it's the results I look at. Okay. Well, you know, that's how we ended up in uh, uh, Nazi Germany and uh, 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 Haiti, Papa Doc Duvalle, in, uh, um, uh, what's his name, in uh, uh, Zimbabwe. You know, that's how we ended up with these dictators taking control of countries that had democracies but because they went along like you go along uh i I like what the guy's doing so i'll just accept all of the stuff that he's putting down and then you end up then you have to reap what you sow okay now nathan well you you know you mentioned hitler um i guess the fact that the german people were standing in soup lines and bread lines and were starving had nothing to do with hitler getting elected reich chancellor what does that got to do with the fact that six million Jews were murdered by Hitler? What does that have to do with the no fact? What does that have to do with eight million non-Jewish people that were murdered by Hitler? So the fact that there were German people standing in bread lines does not justify that his his uh, 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 actions or his policies, his initiatives resulted in the deaths of fourteen million people just in his country. That's not counting how many people died in France, in Poland, in Russia, in Serbia, in Austria, in England, and the United States as a consequence. How can you sit here and raise this up because he was responding to people in bread lines? That makes it okay for him to, uh, to mount these okay, programs. Well, you I'm threw it on the table. Nathan, Nathan, there's a simple fact of life for every action. 
there is an equal and opposite reaction. So the equal and opposite reaction to the people in bread lines was the election of Hitler, he who then the took, to who, work, who then, well, he didn't put those 14 million people to work. He put them to death. He put the, he put those people, the German he, people. He, he those put, German people that he, he put to work, he put the price paid. thousands the, of German the, people. The, Back to work, Jim. I know you. You got to be reasonable enough to understand the price for whatever you say he did economically for the average German was the murder of 14 million people in Germany, not oh, counting all of the people. Thinking about that, who's not thinking about that? The German people were thinking about how they were going to fill their stomachs. So, so from so from your so from your road. point from your point of view, this was okay. I'm telling you, human nature. When you're starving, uh, well, I'm talking about human nature. I'm talking about. Says, I'm talking I will, about. I will give you a job. I'm talking about. I'm talking about right and wrong. So, as far as you're concerned, the je- the ends justified the means. As far as you're concerned, what I'm saying is you got to understand human nature. When people are starving, okay. and, and and Nathan, if you were starving, right. well, and I said Nathan, I I understand, but you know, <laughs> Rambo, we 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 hear you. Okay, that that's how you feel. I don't think there are many people in our audience who think the way that you just expressed that you think. Uh, we'll talk about this another day. Um, I think it was John in Lockport. Did I have that right? Okay, okay we're gonna take our, our. I'm sorry. We'll take our last break. Then I think it'll be John in Lockport, then Donnie, then John. Right? Yep. So if you all stick with us, we will see you on the side of the break. Here at Think Again. Think again. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program, restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Do you have the ashes of your spouse, parent, or loved one at home? Many people do. But where do you keep the ashes? In a closet or drawer hidden away? Is that the best place for your loved one? Have you thought about what will happen to their ashes when you're no longer here to care for them? Finally, there's a solution to these problems. The Simple Path. The all-new, comforting, wise, and dignified approach to the choices following cremation. It's called The Simple Path because with one easy online purchase, you solve the problems for yourself and your family. You can keep your loved one's ashes with you for as long as you wish, in your home or outdoors, as you can select either Simple Path Home or Simple Path Garden. You'll have peace of mind knowing when you're not here to care for your loved one, he or she will have a permanent, protected place of rest. Learn more today at simple-path.com. All day, every day. This is Buffalo's home for ESPN Radio. 50,000 watt ESPN 1520. 
This was an interesting, interesting third of the program. So we've got our last 20 minutes. I think I want to grab John in Lockport and let him uh, give us his thoughts about uh, our defense of uh, Adolf uh, Hitler. Uh, John, how are you doing out there in Lockport? Good, Nathan. I, I, I wasn't going to call, but when I heard the redneck there, I, I, I just want to say I'm a Vietnam veteran. Say so, it again. Uh, maybe there's, there's another one that uh, doesn't fit his uh, scenario. Uh, the other thing is, um, uh, I don't know what he was really trying to get at. Hitler did. The German people were starving after World War I because of the, uh, what the League of Nations did to them. But uh, it doesn't justify anything that Hitler did. Also, uh, Mussolini made the trains run on time. But uh, right. I don't think he was very, especially at the end of the war, I don't think he was a favorite of the Italians who uh, hung him from a, a, a tree somewhere. But and for that matter, uh, Franco yeah, survived World War II uh, yeah. for several several years before uh, before he left power. That didn't make yeah. him less of a dictator. <laughs> right, and uh, uh, Stalin did uh, Stalin did uh, some things, good things too. Uh, although he killed uh, millions and millions of people in the in his pogroms and uh, and he, and he uh, killed all the kulaks. Uh, uh, because they didn't uh, want to collectivize their farms. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can say uh, uh, Mao Zedong. You, you, there were a lot of people that did some good things, but boy, that the, the bad certainly outweighed the good. Yep. I don't know what he was getting at, but anyway, I just called to say that I'm a Vietnam veteran. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you see? Did you see? Did you see combat while you were in the war? No, I wasn't in combat unit. No. Okay. But, but I was in during Vietnam. All right. Well, I hope Rambo doesn't throw that in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, John. All right. Is it uh, Donnie? Let me grab Donnie at Middleport next. Donnie, how are you doing out there? Donnie, did I lose you? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. I can oh, hear you. Great. Uh, excuse me. Question there. Um, statement. I didn't know Hitler killed so many of his own people. That's, that was quite a bit, 14 million people. Remember the the people that Hitler killed. These were people that were German, were Jewish people that lived in Germany. They were German mm-hmm. citizens. The the uh, um, uh, gypsies that were killed, they lived in Germany. You know mm-hmm. the uh, North Africans that were killed. They lived right. in Germany. I mean these are German citizens. So he killed 14 million of his own people. Maybe he didn't consider them to be his own people, but he killed 14 million uh, 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 German people. That's just counting them. That's not counting how many people that were killed in his march on Poland, his blitzkrieg, his march on Serbia, Austria, his march on uh, 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 France. His march on Russia, the reason why the Russians became allies of the United States is because Hitler actually turned on them. They really wanted, Russians wanted to be on his side. He tried to take them over when, when, he, when he took over uh, Poland. He said, I'm close enough now. I think I can take you guys too. And uh, the, the Russians were a little bit tougher, you know, for him to, uh, uh, to and the, the supply line was much, much longer uh, for him to fight that battle in Russia. But that's the guy he, that, that's who he is. That's, that's what he was. But I mean, sure. just murder on top of murder on top of murder, destruction on top of destruction. And you justify that because people were in bread lines in, uh, in Germany. That justifies the hell that Hitler brought on this earth. You wouldn't justify oh. that for Mao Zedong. You wouldn't justify that, you know, for uh, 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 Castro, you know, and so on. Why would you justify that for Hitler? That doesn't make any sense. Well, but, but of course, that's also justifying the potential for that 
with this current president that we have in this country who has no problem, you know, throwing sick children out of their hospital beds and putting them on trains, you know, back to the countries that they came from and letting them die for lack of medical care. So that's that's the, that's the mentality. That's the mentality. I got another thing there, sir. Um, sure. This tr- this trade war with China. Yeah. How does Trump, how does Trump obviously believe he's going to win? And this has been going on for over thirty years. This thirty um, this thing when he want to start this. Um, all the Chinese do is going to do is honor their contracts, pack up their tent, and trade somewhere else. And we're going to be left high and dry. We have our industrial might been deliberately taken out of our hands and sent overseas for cheap labor, uh, uh, low regulations, and uh, uh, <clears throat> you practically got these people working as over there as a, um, a serfs for their work. And keep and in mind that the American yeah. companies that, mm-hmm. that moved overseas to low-wage countries, they're not mm-hmm. going to come back to the United States and start paying 25 30 bucks an hour for their, their labor. They're just going to go to Ireland, to India, to Malaysia, you know, to uh, uh, other uh, low-wage countries. They're just going to move their operations someplace else. They're not going to do a favor, you know. They're not going to do what Donald Trump uh, wants. But, Don, I got to run. I got four more calls I got to get into this hour. Appreciate you, man. Let me get Ronnie Cheek to walk. Ronnie, how are you doing out there? All right. Uh, And don't swear it. Don't swear it at Rambo. No. uh, One one thing you could have pointed out to Rambo when he was on here, though, he said, well, uh, you think it had anything, Hitler's rise to power had anything to do with people standing, going to soup kitchens, standing in bread lines, being unemployed. Well, you might have reminded him that there was another country where people were standing in soup lines and one-third of the country was ill-housed, ill-fed, and ill-served. It was called the United States, the United of, America. States of America. <laughs> and we didn't, we didn't choose a vicious dictator. We didn't choose a far-left guy or a far right guy we chose fdr yep. and fdr helped us get out of that even even while we had to drag parts of the country kicking and screaming to get it get some of his programs through uh nevertheless uh you know other countries didn't go to the far left or far right like britain didn't go the far left or the far right so i mean that's that's that seems like a rather lame excuse that, yep. that but, is a superior point thank you man you know there's one thing that that got me over this. I was going to call initially about this. Did you see the interview with Trump? Uh, I can't. God, you know, I want to listen to so much. And I'm trying to think of the guy who was on CBS, uh, and I can't remember the guy who the, there's, they've made so many changes over there lately. And he was a man, and he was asking Trump about this climate change, uh, you know, conference that was part of the G7 over there in France, and. Uh, why he didn't attend it? And he says, "Well, I," he says that the United States has this this tremendous economic uh, power now with fossil fuels. We're now uh, the leading producer of fossil fuels. And if you take it, you know, if you take all the fracked oil and the fracked gas, and that he's right, he's a, he's right about. It. And he said that he's not going to give up one bit of that economic power. It's going to get better. And the, this is why when I, when I, you'll hear people call it the, the liberal press. Somebody should have, this, this interviewer, never mentioned, he, he let that stand. And I would have asked him, with all due respect, Mr. President, isn't this like the guy who's smoking four packs a day of cigarettes and being told, you know, you've got COPD, you've got emphysema, if you don't cease and desist doing this immediately, you're going to kill yourself? 
and the guy saying, yeah, but I need that nicotine hit because I'm so addicted to nicotine. <laughs> I need that nicotine hit because I think better. I mean, isn't that the rough equivalent? He, in other words, what Trump is saying here, and he wasn't challenged about it, is that, yeah, we, we, we make a lot of money, a lot of short-term profits. It makes us number one economic. So the hell with the planet, the hell with the climate change, the hell with the fact that in 40 or 50 years, places along the coast won't be inhabitable, the hell with the fact that you could have such food instability. And, even, and the place to watch in is, again, the American media is in cover, India and Pakistan, they both have nukes. And if they start throwing them around, China's going to intervene, and then who knows where that's going to look. Apparently, Trump and his, his supporters just don't care about that. They just don't deep, they're not deep enough thinkers. Ron, I got to run. I got to get right. three more calls on before the uh, end of this hour. Thanks, man. Uh, John and Rochester. Let me get John in Rochester. Johnny, how you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. 4-0 undefeated. What a game. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then we defeated uh, uh, LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, is, is that a true? Is that true now? I I don't know for certain. That's what I heard on the uh, the radio, but they won't be true until four o'clock. We'll know okay. one way or the other. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, we're voting with young running backs that are very good. But but you know, you're uh, talking about Hitler, Stalin, uh, some of the other dictators, Mao Zedong, and uh, I don't know if you mentioned Mussolini. Well, I, but honestly, what I was really trying to the point I was trying to make is that these people that are so easily flattered, you know, when you make them feel good about themselves, who are so desirous for uh, people flattering them and, you know, uh, aggrandizing them and are always aggrandizing themselves, these are the most dangerous people on the earth. They're the worst people to allow to have power. Donald Trump is such a narcissistic, egomaniacal, and and shallow thinker he literally thought that it was fine for him to send letters not him personally but his administration under the guidance of Stephen Miller the arch whatever he is uh, to send letters to the families of children who are in this country because there's no place else in our hemisphere where they can get the medical help that they need in order to stay alive and literally, without notice, just send them letters telling them that you got 33 days to leave the country. Just get out. Like, that's okay. He's been doing this kind of intimidation stuff, uh, trying to intimidate uh, people from seeking asylum uh, in this country, tries to intimidate uh, 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 our, our trading partners. He did that with, with uh, uh, Canada, uh, trying to do that with China, doing that with other uh, trading partners, because he thinks that he's sort of the godfather of soul. He thinks that he's the, you know, the guy that pulls the strings. He's the puppet master. He's the ruler. And he doesn't even have a shallow or, 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 or a, 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 a cohesive plan to rule from. He's a shallow thinker. And so well, this is the worst kind of person that can be in the, in, in the positions of power that he is in. Well, I disagree with that. I think he's a very intelligent guy, and and eighty percent, eighty percent, almost eighty percent of the uh, uh, people that are looking for asylum are, are proved to be false. But I wanted to go back to those four uh, dictators. Uh, uh, all right, well, we're, 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 we'll write that one down because that that's another one of those statements that again you throw them out there as if it's a fact. Well, then we find it. out that it's not it's a fact, it. and I'll, I'll look into it too. But but. Uh, as far as those four dictators go that you mentioned, what do they all have in common? They all were socialists or communists. 
And uh, they took the lead of the Democratic Party to put together their agendas. Mussolini, uh, FDR was an admirer of Mussolini. FDR was an admirer of Hitler's regime early in the 1930s, and vice versa. They used the Democratic, Democratic platform to, to mold their programs to ex- exterminate the Jews. I mean, it's unbelievable the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party. I used to be a Democrat. So you've turned this into the Democratic Party is on the same side as Hitler in the programs that they ran against the Jewish people. That's what you've turned this into. Yeah. You've not turned this into, you know, the uh, uh, Ronald Reagan uh, 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 basically allowing a contraband of uh, drug sales coming out of uh, Colombia through Panama uh, that financed uh, illegal arms sales to uh, uh, Iraq uh, in a, 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 a proxy war against Iran. All of that stuff is fine. The attack on, on Afghanistan, a country that did not attack the United States, had no beef with the United States at all, probably only had three people in it that even knew where the United States was, to attack that country. And, and we have been in a military conflict for 18 years against that country. All of these things are okay, but somehow you turn this into the Democratic Party was with Hitler. So, okay, John, I got to run. I can't, I, can't, I, I can't even go any further with that. Let me get Mark in Buffalo, then we'll see if we can grab Mother John. Mark, how are you doing out there? Hey, Nathan. You see they're working me today, man. Yeah, <laughs> they're just hey, working me. Hey, hey, now, uh, now you know that Ocasio was right. These are concentration camps. <laughs> They're defending Hitler. They're getting nervous. It's just just bizarre. You know, we, 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 we pick up shreds of things and then turn them into theses that are just patently nonsense. They're getting nervous because their fearless leader is following Hitler's Mein Kampf almost to the letter. If 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 uh, if Trump didn't read Mein Kampf, Miller did. Hmm. You understand? Yeah, he, he clearly is the architect of this this policy formulation, and this guy is he's a child. Miller, thirty three years old. Miller is following the final solution. Yep. He, come on. Yep. Come on. Yep. And and I, I, every. Every person in this country must be uh, must be messed with. Now they're messing with the military. I mean, they just they just have it in their head that everything making, everything is a tool of of Donald Trump. That's now, that's how they see it. Now they're messing with the military. First they came for the unionists. Yep. And and John and uh, Rambo. They'll be coming for you because they're coming for that Social Security and all them other benefits. And it's so funny that the people that benefit from the things that Democrats put in place are the ones that are attacking the Democrats for the things that the Democrats put in place. I don't don't understand that. Remember the Tea Party? Uh, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to. But don't touch my Social Security. Right, right. Remember that crap? Absolutely. And, 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 And... and, and what did Obama say? He said that, you know, if the uh, Affordable Care Act works, it'll become known as the uh, Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. And if it doesn't work, 
it's going to be known as Obamacare. So <laughs> you can see that because it started working, now it's the Affordable Care Act, right? It's no longer Obamacare. <laughs> and, and, and Nathan, one more thing. Isn't China still our banker? Still. Isn't, he wants to start a war with China because he doesn't like to pay his bills. So he doesn't think that he's, he, he thinks that China is in such uh, 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 deep uh, uh, embeddedness in the American economy that they can't afford uh, to take it if uh, he puts any more economic pressure on them, that they will, they will buckle. But he, he, he seems to think, that, again, this is a shallow thinking person, he seems to think that if he reduces the trade deficit with uh, China, that that will somehow turn into a trade plus uh, for the United States. But That's they, not what's going to occur. But they're holding they're holding our note for the lying Bush lying us into war. Yep, yep. They're but I'm holding saying, that note. Right. I'm saying that even for the trade stuff, whatever trade you no longer do with China is going to wind up being done with some other country. You're still going to have... Uh, uh, the uh, the trade deficit is just going to be spread out more evenly amongst other countries, but you're not going to end up with a, a better balance of trade with the United States. And that's what he doesn't seem to be able to understand. This is a very shallow thinking individual. Yep. So, okay, I got to run, man. I got to get other John before we get to the end of the hour. Thanks. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Other John, how are you doing out there? Pretty well, pretty well. I was listening to the two stooges you had on. And, <laughs> See, we're trying and to be polite now. <laughs> they're both morally bankrupt, okay? And whatever you have tough guys on the air, uh, like one of them was, uh, he, he probably hung up in time to go have a lunch of a nice big bowl of meow mix. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Stephen Miller is, is a capo. Yeah. I think that's okay. a good description. Yep, and, and there's, there's no doubt about that. And Donald Trump has been and is an abject failure. I would like to have somebody point to the, the positive things he has done on his own without inheriting an economy from uh, the last president. Yep. In fact, I, 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 did, I didn't want to spend this entire program just going through this whole litany of things that Donald Trump takes credit for that were done by uh, 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 Barack Obama, or at least were started by Barack Obama, but you're absolutely right. He constantly takes credit for things that he is not the one uh, who, who actually got going. Yeah, and, and with respect to the, the first neo-Nazi that you had on, I suspect that he had relatives at the end of World War II that were hanging around gas stations. <laughs> I hope that's not the case. <laughs> All right, uh, well, that's my two cents for this week. Thanks, John. I appreciate you, man. So listen, we love talking. Thinking again is what we try to do. We look for all sides of people's uh, thought processes on things. Uh, but there is something that they always say. You have a right uh, to your own opinion, but you don't have a right to your own facts. We try our best to use facts as our context to help us to understand the things that we're, we're dealing with in our country. We look forward to talking to you all next week here at Think Again. Think again. What does it matter now when this life of ours has worked together? You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.